Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh! The Horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. And you can check our website out at ohthehorrorpodcast.com. Connect to uh, your various social media outlets mm-hmm. of where we're participating or have groups, etc., etc. etc., etc. Yep. You can also con- uh, connect right to your favorite podcast platform. Yeah. Follow us, if you will, as Jen just mentioned earlier. Yeah. It helps us out. Yep. Rate, review, if you can. I mean, it just takes a, a minute or two. Yeah, and it helps us out a ton. Yeah. A yeah. ton. Ton. Yeah. Speaking of ton. Yeah. Snow's coming. <sighs> no. But you Don't know what's talk about snow and tons. You know in, what's uh you know what's more same. than the snow that's currently following? The amount of cookies cranking out in this house today. <laughs> the hate- cookie factory is open. <laughs> Holy <laughs> They're good. I mean, yeah. They're good. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. You're right on trend of where you left off the last time you made cookies, which was what, two weeks ago? Mm, you made those chocolate no, chip cookies. No, I think it was, uh, it was about a month ago. No, you made those chocolate chip cookies. That was recent. I remember. Yeah, that was Thanksgiving. Mm. That was almost a month ago. So, time is... Whatever you want to tell yourself. It's a two, it was two weeks ago. <laughs> Time. That was so last year. <clears throat> yeah. It's a, uh, we're wrapping up to the end of the year. This is the last. Official we'll episode. We'll say official full episode. Yeah. We're going to maybe toss out a couple stocking stuffers. We're thinking about it. Just some, some shorts. Yeah. Yeah. However, uh, would it be, uh, would it be not fair to not do our last episode, full episode with Cult of the Month. It would have been pretty shitty of us to bounce out and be like, hey guys, we're done, and not do yeah. a cult. We and... would have we would have heard of it. That's for sure. Oh. In cult-like fashion, everyone would have said. These are. Uh, They're tough, though. They are. It it mm-hmm. it takes, takes a lot out of a person. Well, and I'll explain it as simple as this. We try to figure out what we can present in like an hour. Yeah. Because we have our intro here and we yeah. kind of have yeah. our, you know, exiting mm-hmm. out of the podcast each episode. So there's basically like an hour of content. Right. Sometimes you do 30 minutes and I do 30 minutes. Right. Or sometimes like an episode like this, we just banner back and forth. Again, if you're fans of the podcast and have been listening since day one, we don't have a clear agenda going into these. No. We research our things and then we just basically this is basically you would be what we got now no it's the equivalent of you sitting around with jen and i talking about this stuff essentially uh, yeah you know and we nerd out on this crap we do however the pain comes in is we try to get the hour good but there's so much other stuff and this is one of them there was so much stuff i thought that this was going to be like an easy just crank out, get some kind of core notes, cover the the cultish 
culty yeah. stuff. Yeah. Wow. Unreal. I did my notes and I had everything down. And it was when we watched the doc. Was that on Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime. Yeah. yeah. The Children of God uh, doc on there. Mm-hmm. And this was like actual church members just relating their experience. Yeah, with all former church members. With all respect and defense too, it was a breakout of this one. This this wasn't the main person. Yeah. It wasn't the main guy. No, it wasn't no. any of that. No, it was like I said, it was followers mm-hmm. and they uh All right, well, let's get into it. Children of God. Uh-huh. That's the cult we're doing today. And this is episode 104. Mm-hmm. Right? I have that correct. Something like Pretty that. Sure. Yeah, episode 104. And, uh, yeah, Children of God, uh, this cult was basically 1960s. Yeah. It went through. And believe it or not, it's still active today, which says a lot. Uh, does it? No, it really does. I, if, you I'm, know. I'm just. No, because honestly, it, it makes sense to me. It really, really does. Uh the sources I have, mm-hmm. I kind of went into a series of little uh, things. We did the the documentary thing. We watched yes. that. Uh, there was LearnReligious.com, mm-hmm. just to kind of get an overall deal of it. Uh, TheFamilyInternational.org, which is what it's called now, mm-hmm. The Family. And Reminder, that's what uh, Charlie Manson called his followers. The well, family. they they all do. <laughs> they yeah. all do. Uh, and it is. It's a family. I'm going to say it for what it is, you know. So uh, xfamily.org is a branch out site. I don't know if you checked this one out. I did not. X-family. I, I can only go so far. Xfamily.org was huge, filled with content. And it's basically this pipeline that all these former members are going into mm-hmm. and sharing their experiences. And like this one, I mean, it is just paid, like, Right here, you yeah. see with my hand? Yeah. I'm scrolling. I'm not even halfway through. Yeah. It's just tons and tons of stuff. Uh, and I read as much as I could lunch breaks at work yeah. and just like anywhere I could through here. But this was actually um, like a judgment um, against like as part of a case right. for this stuff. And it, I mean, it's just massive. It's this huge judgment. Um, I don't, I you know, I'm not too... Uh, Versed in it. Versed in my law with this type of publication. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a publication. And then they have these subheadings on it that are just, uh, it's it's a ton. Uh, so what do you have for sources? I have two sources. Esquire.com, Children of God Cult, and InvestigationDiscovery.com. Uh, Crime Feed, Discovery Plus Shows, The Children of Cult, uh, Children of God Cult, Five Facts About mm-hmm. the the Cult. So it should be noted that there were some uh, Hollywood, I'm oh, not yeah. going to, um, they're not quite A-listers. Joaquin at one point was, but yeah. Rose has. Rose McGowan. Yeah, she's been pretty much on the uh, B, C, and D list <laughs> at yeah. various points. I think, uh, you know, not to t- take too cheap a shot, but I'm always one to give one. Uh, I think. You know, especially Rose McGowan's uh, case and like Alyssa Milano from, you know, they were the uh, 
what was the show they did there? They did Charmed. Charmed, yeah. You know, and I think now the passing the passing thing for Alyssa sl- was Phoebe and <laughs> Rose was Paige. Paige. <laughs> ah. No, but I'm not just hitting on those two, but they're just an example of like your career isn't going anywhere. So what do you do? You become an activist. And yeah. that's what happens, yeah. you know. And now, now I, you're an activist. I did and apparently know. that's that's a uh, that's like an actual credential that you can list. I you did know. know the Phoenix family wasn't a cult, and I did mm-hmm. know that Rose McGowan was raised in a cult. Yeah. What I did not know was that it was this cult. Yeah, yeah. And basically, uh, in a nutshell, this is a religious group that originated in California in 1968. Uh, they're still active today under the family and the family international. Right. Um, it's leaders limited members access to the outside world and asked them to give up money and possessions. And this is really kind of the bread and butter of being in a cult. Yeah. You know, seek no further. If you're doing those things, uh, a lot of former members have alleged that as children, they experienced repeated physical, emotional, and sexual, sexual abuse. abuse. At the hands of Church of uh, God or Children of God members and leaders. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. isn't a couple one-offs that no. are coming out. No, this, this is, is a, a, just a chronic. It was systemic. And not just systemic. You got to understand, this is in many countries this went out. Yeah. This was during that late 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. uh, new age, new free religion, love, free man. love. and. Yeah. And all of this, you know, a lot of these cults that we brought they up. They had so many videos in that doc oh, yeah. that were actually, you know, uh, recorded. And and they were all supposedly recorded for David Berg, mm-hmm. who was the, the founder of the group. No, that's the thing. There's no secret here. Like Scientology, for example, very secretive. Right. Very internal. Yeah, no. You'd be lucky if things get leaked out here and there. Right, yeah. Uh, this one recorded everything. everything. Absolutely everything. Yeah. Even just the stupid, most mundane things to the crazy, like, oh, yeah. orgy-like things yes. they were doing. Yeah. They recorded it all to send it to the leader. Yeah. And recorded it for posterity. And not just for it. Like I said, it wasn't just in California where this took place. No. The documentary that was in what? Guatemala or something like that or somewhere in South America. Yeah. And Costa Rica, I want to say. They had chapters all over the world. And I mean, all over the world. We're talking 20 to 25 different countries that they had these things and and they all shared the same abuses, the same. types of physical and emotional uh, distress and, and all this stuff. It was all universal around. Well, let's dive. Yeah. In 1968, preacher David Brantberg founded a group initially called Teens for Christ, which at first consisted of young runaways and hippies. The church would evolve into the Church of God, which at one point counted 15,000 members around the world. The church believed in group living zealous proselytizing, and soon grew to include hundreds of communes. Members of these uh, communities could be isolated as they didn't work. People who held real jobs were called systemites or sent their children to school. So Berg's church melded worship of Jesus Christ with the 60s era free love and preached a fairly standard cult leader prophecy. The apocalypse was coming and soon. 
This doomsday prediction encouraged his followers to live hand-to-mouth rather than making long-term plans. Ex-members later told The Guardian of begging for alms and subsisting off of donated food. Now, if I remember correctly, in the doc, wasn't he saying 1993 was supposed to be the apocalypse? Correct. Okay, I thought so. Mm -hmm. So the cult earned notoriety for its sexual practices, which included what Berg dubbed flirty fishing and which found him ordering female followers to have sex with men in order to bring them into the cult. In 1979, he reported that flirty fishers had added 19,000 members to the group's ranks. Quote, it was religious prostitution, end quote, one of Berg's daughters told Timeline in 2017. Now in the dock, the flirty fishing was them going out to bars, yeah, going out, essentially just going out on the town, catfishing. Get, yeah, that's a hundred percent what it was. And Pretty it's much. like, hey, you like what you see? Mm-hmm. Why don't you come to our church? Yeah, okay. So Joaquin Phoenix told Vanity Fair that the introduction of the flirty fishing policy drove his parents to leave the group. Quote, they got some letter or however it came, some suggestion of that, he said, and they were like, fuck this, we're out of here. His mother, Hart Phoenix, told the magazine that it took several years to get over our pain and loneliness after leaving the group. Rose McGowan's family also escaped the cult during her childhood. Some in the cult reportedly extended its sexual policies to children, allegedly permitting and even encouraging child sex abuse. Berg himself was accused of sexually abusing young girls, including his daughters and granddaughters. It, quote, it definitely wasn't a safe place to grow up, especially if you were a girl, end quote. One former member told The Guardian in 2017, quote, close friends of mine growing up were abused and raped, end quote. And that was mirrored in the doc. Like they had videos of, I would say it was a tween girl, like maybe somewhere between 10 and 12. And she had on like a toga and she was doing a striptease. Yeah. And then there was like a six-year-old also in a toga, mm-hmm. also doing a striptease. Yeah. In what space, in what space is that okay? It's happening now. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it because that's a whole nother topic and a whole nother deal, but it's it's literally happening now. Yeah. And people are ignoring it. Yeah. That's the same thing with this. They just ignore it. Oh, it's just those crazy groups. It's just a crazy bunch of people. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it's still happening. Yeah. You know, so and these we're just going to be okay with that? These poor kids, you know, they just need to be kids. Yes. And, and this is where... <laughs> You start doing the math, 1968, if you were 16 in 1968, mm-hmm. you're age 70 today. Yeah. So if you want to look at how a lot of people are acting, you know, this is the fruit, what we are looking at now, mm-hmm. this is the fruit of that era. Yeah. It's just easy to say. Yeah. It's easy to point out. Look at all the cults mm-hmm. and look at all the religious wacko fanatics Mm-hmm. across the spectrum yeah. of groups just like this, and they're now 70 years old. Yeah. They've had three, four kids. They've raised them up. Mm-hmm. And they I'm sorry, they've downloaded all this bullshit to them. Yes. They really they have. have. Yeah. And now that generation that they've created is getting into the foray now of having families. Mm-hmm. Or not. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they're just fucking yeah. screwed up. Yeah. But 
it's a reality that people have to look at. I mean, mm-hmm. look at, I don't know how old Rose McGowan and Joaquin Phoenix is, but I mean, that's, they're around our age. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah. around our age. So you've got literally like these two whole large generations yeah. of, of people that are a result of all this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're dancing, you know, if you're around a, a group of people at the time and you look and say, well, you know, we were young, we we're experimenting, which when you talk to every hippie, that's yeah. what it was. Yep. That was, oh, we were young, we we're experimenting. But yep. you know what? Kids can't experiment now. You know, they can't just go willy nilly and do whatever well, the hell they want to. they've learned that it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but they also download some crazy crap. They did. You know, yeah. like, you know, I'm sorry if I offend you by saying this, but, you know, you can be any gender you want to be. You can be what, you know, all this type of stuff. Yes. And, and it's, it's abusive to a kid. And that's where I want to kind of draw the line on this. Even mm-hmm. when I was talking just now about genders, like, look, I don't care what you do when you're in your 20s. No. And up. I no, really don't care. Don't, that's you that's want on me you. to refer. If you tell me I want to be referred to as a train, okay, I will around you. Right. I'm not going to say all around. I'm not going to have some opinions about it. But right. Yeah. I if that's what you want to be called, fine. I'll call it. But when you start making decisions on this for little kids that are six years old. Seven yeah. years old, ten years old, thirteen they're years teenagers, old. They're which, teenagers. They're teenagers. They're not developed. Teenagers is actually the worst for me because mm-hmm. think back, guys. You you were just emotions. You were just emotions in skin. And everything was either great or everything was horrible. You know, you were up, you were down, you were in, you were out. It was, it well, was craziness. And you got puberty. You cannot, all on, exactly. You know, you and got, you cannot make a life decision like at that, that time. Yeah. Nor have somebody else make a life decision for, for you, you at that no. time. No, no, you should, you should go through life to develop yourself, learn about yourself yes, and then make that decision yourself as an adult, yes. as a, as your own person. Yes. And I tell you what, if you want to do that, fine, I'm behind you. Yes, I am. I'm behind you. Let's make you happy. Let's right. make you content with yourself. Yes. I think it's a bit harsh and I think it's a bit crazy, but if that's what you want, you're an adult. Yes. Welcome to the world where you can make your own decisions. But to have little kids being yes. forced into this stuff and people say, well, well, and it's like, no, look at children of God. Yeah. Great example. Yeah. This was Those something. Those children did not get to make any decisions for themselves. No. And decisions you... were made for them. Daily, And you look at the documentary and these kids are talking about it as adults. Yeah. They're like, I can't believe it's this is the statement you hear on every single cult. I can't believe my mother or father, my parents thought that was OK. Yes. That's the consistent yes. statement yes. every single time. Yep. And, the you know, they talk to these kids like Leah Remini with Scientology. Yep. Born into Scientology, yep. and she just looks and she's like, "I can't believe my mom thought this was a great idea." Yeah, I can't well, believe my parents. Thought. Mike Rinder, his parents, exactly. They brought him in as as a child, and then you get the fortunate ones like Phoenix, where yeah. the parents are like, "No, this is stupid. We're getting the hell out of here." Mm-hmm. But then you get other ones that are just they're in it, yeah, and they're and they're in it all the way. And then yeah. the problem is, and this is what these. These groups want. They want a whole. And when I say groups, I mean it loosely. Religious yeah. groups, yeah. politics, any kind of group. Yeah. What they want is that 
person that's born into it to go all the way through and then they have kids in it. Right. Because yeah. now you have somebody that's totally lost touch with reality. Yes. The regular world. Yeah, you're easier to control. And you're just a zombie mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. And it's disgusting, in my opinion. I think it's really, really, really crazy. And I mean, he recruited his members, like you were saying, from uh, basically hippies and outcasts yep. uh, that were heading to Southern California. And it was that whole free love area. And they were just roaming the streets, uh, you know, talking about the love of Jesus. And this yeah. is the whole thing. It's like, yeah, Jesus is the good catch. Jesus is, is the good message. Because, you know, and this is where I get upset with people where they're like, well, it's those Jesus fanatics. It's like, no, Jesus is a cool dude. Yeah. Jesus is probably the coolest dude that ever walked in the earth. Yeah, but, let's clarify. But when you're using that yes. to get chicks in the sack yeah or you're using this to just get money out of the gateway get money out of people he isn't part of any of this day-to-day stuff that person lost the whole message yes of what christ was yes (laughs) and if you don't believe me just read the the christ sections of the bible they're you know yeah they're amazing and uh so but in 1969 berg left the uh national teen challenge group is mm-hmm. what he was calling it, and formed his own called the Light Club. And that eventually became known as Children of God. So okay. how it kind of just yeah. like stacked up. And then he changed his name, and this was, should have been everybody's freaking clue, to Moses David. And married a second wife, stating that polygamy was sanctioned by the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Now this is again where, I'm sorry youngins, but I'm going to give, I'm not sorry. I'm going to give you a card against the boomers mm-hmm. because this was the boomers when they were teens. Yeah. This is the boomers when they were in their teens to yep. early twenties. Yeah. And this is the bullshit they were pumping down to people. Not all of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, my parents, your parents were what they would call squares then. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. but, but this hippie generation that's still old in the hippies and not all of them. I know a lot of good hippies that are some of the nicest people in the world. But let's just be honest, hippies, you're in a tough group. You you're are. in a real tough group, you know. And and I know a lot of you will say, yeah, some of them lost their way, you know. But, yeah, he changed his name to Moses David, married a second wife, trying to get polygamy into here, and he's saying it's sanctioned by the Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, he told his followers that God had appointed him as the end-time prophet. Mm-hmm. And that he would be playing a significant role in the second coming of Christ, who would soon be returning to earth. And Berg also maintained that he'd been in touch with a spirit guide named Abram, uh, who was de- uh, relaying divine yeah. messages to him. And this is where I kind of want to take a side cut here. Because okay. I read that and instantly I look and I go, demon. If he's talking to somebody, it's a demon. I know. I, I am I am convinced. No, and I, I really look at this stuff. I'm it's joking and it's funny. Yeah. But it's also serious. For someone to go this far. Yes. And he's going off the voice of another person, mm-hmm. either A, he's making it all up and he is absolutely evil. Mm-hmm. Still bad. Mm-hmm. Number two, let's just say he's believing his bullshit. Yeah. And he's consulting into this Abram. Mm-hmm. This divine relay where he's getting, you know, he's yeah. he's getting the press first, yes. you know, the story first. Yeah, demon. 
Oh, I can tell you I, with absolute certainty that a prophet is not going to come to you and say, hey, have sex with everyone. Tell your followers to have sex with everyone. Oh, and make sure you include the children as well. So you mean the prophet is not going to come to you and say, hey, would you like to be my wife too? No? No. <laughs> okay. No. All right. No. Just, I'm just trying no. to figure out the no. angles here. I Not like I'm taking notes to start a cult or anything. <laughs> I would, I don't know that I ever would have made it like I, they would have gotten my interest with Jesus Christ. So I would have started asking questions. Yeah. And I don't think that would have been appreciated. I think my asking questions would have been frowned upon. Yeah. Because they want you to just fall in and Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. And their lack of clarification if you will Mm -hmm. i think would have been the catalyst for me to be like fuck this shit you keep your your little thing here yeah well even in the video i found it and just really compelling and it's the same in every cult there's a point where they know they're doing the wrong thing yeah and yet they still don't leave no that mother who had to go sleep and pick up guys yeah yeah she had to open herself up to any man in the cult and, and he, outside and outside yep, to bring she him had in. to flirty fish yeah. to bring in some people and she didn't want to but she fucking did it mm-hmm. it's like really and here's the thing the leader wasn't in that group no you know they, no this was an offshoot group this was an offshoot group yeah and that's yeah. i just and that's where i've as i've gone up through life yeah, I remember. She had seven kids. Yeah. Seven. That she's aware of. <laughs> Hi. No, it's uh. so after claiming God himself had gifted him with these prophecies, again, warning sign, um, Berg soon became making extreme demands of his followers. That's when it. It yeah. started coming. Yep. And it's just the same recipe every time. So the new members of the Church of God were asked to donate everything they owned to the group. Yep. So this is the total of um, just commune-type life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some will call it communism. Some mm-hmm. will call it whatever. But it's com- it's commune life where you go in and y- you're, you don't have your shit anymore. Right. It goes all to the group. And uh, then they sever... All contact with their families. Yep. That's the next deal. Anyone outside the group. Yeah. And I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, if you are at these steps with any kind of group you're at, church, um, religious organization. Yes. Um, quilting. Anything. Quilting if club. If you're just in a group where yeah. part of the requirements are you have no autonomy, mm-hmm. meaning... You're just another member of the group. You aren't allowed to have your own things, your own home, your own money, your own objects. And the biggest is the minute you have to separate yourself from anyone who's not part of that group. That that right there. Most of all your family members. Yes. Anytime you have to disassociate with anyone, yeah, 
you need to ask yourself some serious questions. Yeah. No, that's that's what gets me with the times right now. Yeah. I'll hear people come over and I'm not going to get deep, deep, deep into it. But like I hear people, you know, and they're like, yeah, no, I can't. I can't go to the family this uh, holidays. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's I hate to say it, it's politics. I'm like, why? Yeah. That's why? it should only be one little piece of your life. Yeah. You know, there's this whole other portion of yeah. life. Yeah, that is in there. People are still people. You grew up together. You have things in common. I'm sure you probably like, you know, football. I'm sure you probably, but that's the problem is, is it's sprinkled into everything. Yeah. And it's now just this everything thing where, you know, I remember being watching football and all that stuff. And it just, that was the best part of football. That's why I stopped watching football, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not that I excommunicadoed from the group I, I deal with. I still deal with them and certain right, yeah. points and things because they're my friends, family, yeah, whatnot. Yeah. But like football, I got rid of that thing. I stay with things that aren't tainted by politics. Yes. You know, yeah. I read an old book. Yeah. Did you read this old book too? Mm-hmm. Isn't it great? Isn't mm-hmm. the story of this and this yeah. and this? And you had this beautiful, enriching conversation. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. But I've watched people that, you know, they're not even fighting about teams anymore. It's whether they're kneeling or whatever. And it's yeah. just it's just a bunch of shit. And that's what these groups, I hate to say it, they're doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. They're doing it for you to make this choice to get away from them. Yeah, they want you to be yeah. divisive. And it's just power for them. Yes. And that's the same thing with this group here. Same thing with Scientology, mm-hmm. Nexium. It's mm-hmm. some dude that has a small ween, probably, and just, you know, trying to get, you know, somebody said his fucking art project sucked at eight years old or something you know yeah something set them off something yeah you know and and but somehow they have i have to hand it to these people they have this ability of picking people up but they are trying to get broken people well yeah you know the broken people are easier to get to comply yeah and then especially get them to a point where they're part of a group like i said it i tell you this all the time it's like never underestimate the power of group dynamics for people yeah people will give up a lot of rational things yeah. just to be part of a group yeah even a group they don't even really agree with yeah i'm just i'm part of the group yeah go I team belong. go team yep. me and my team members you know so they were also encouraged to give up any sort of employment and become full-time evangelists for christ yes uh they formed communes across the country and within a year, there were over 120 communities located around the globe. It spread like a fucking brush fire. It fucking did. You know. Uh, in the mid-70s, uh, Berg began to encourage uh, the female members to practice the flirty fishing. Yep. Which you mentioned earlier. Uh, and he he based this upon Jesus' injunction in Matthew 4.19. Quote, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now, this is what happens. This is what drives me nuts. Even when I was in my agnostic yeah. uh, days, when someone would just pull one verse yeah. and say, see, see, this is my point. And it's like, okay, how about, you, how about you read the whole, whole book? Whole thing, yeah. Read the whole book yeah. that that one little tiny verse sits in and get context. And if that's too much for you, how about you just read the chapter that it's in? Because I guarantee you, there's more context No, that's there. what I'm saying. Yeah. Read the whole chapter. Yeah. And and you're going to find out that that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it 
and that's, no, it had nothing to do with flirting. It had yeah. nothing to do with any of that. No. It had everything to do with his disciples were fishermen, and he wanted to make them instead of fishers for fish, yeah. fishers of men. Yeah, fishers of men to follow to follow the word, the word, not yeah. the Christ, not no. the person, the no. word. word, exactly. Yeah, I. I hey, love babe. having these discussions with people like one-on-one on the side because it's just. Bird is the word. <laughs> <laughs> so Berg instructed his female followers to go to bars, pick up men, seduce them into converting and joining the children of God. In 1979, uh, there was an annual report. Berg stated that his children of God evangelists had witnessed to over a quarter million souls Loved over 25,000 of them and won about 19,000 to the Lord. So does that mean you're actually keeping like a ledger book on it? That's bullshit. You know, it's round numbers at this point, yeah. you know. So in 1978, uh, Berg changed the group's name to the Family of Love. That happened okay. in 78. And then later changed it again to simply the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexual contact with uh, potential converts became routine practice. Yes. So the only thing they did was change the name. Yep. Uh, you know, worked all the bugs out. Yep. Now, you know, we'll just call it, you know, why don't we just call it the family? Because that's what we are. You yeah. know, our genes are spliced everywhere between us. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the potential converts became a routine practice. Uh uh, family evangelists even use escort services to identify potential targets for recruitment. The practice of sexual sharing and open sexual relationships between existing members was encouraged. Yes. So then uh, in 1989, I'm jumping to 1989. That's Is there fine. anything? So I na- pick up at 93. Okay. Uh, in 1989, the family issued a press release, an official uh, statement condemning sexual acts involving minors and announced that any member found to be abusing children would be immediately excommunicated. Former members of the Children of God have been outspoken about the childhood abuse they suffered growing up in these communes. Yeah. Rose McGowan was another one, lived with her parents in a a group in Italy until she was nine years old. And in her memoir, Brave, McGowan uh, wrote about her early memories of being beaten by cult members and recalled how the group advocated for sexual relationships between adults and children. Yep. And, uh, you know, I hate reading about stuff like that. Yeah. It drives me nuts. And then also you have her as like a celebrity where she has her activist stance. And, I mean, it's a free country. She can do it, yeah. whatever she wants. But she you can, can tell but, she's Oh, I'm not broken. even getting into that. I'm not even getting yeah. into that. Like somebody who has no idea that she's gone through this. Mm-hmm. And then they got to sit there and say, whoa, look at her. She's just a fucking nut job or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, insert whatever mm-hmm. yeah. thing they have to say because they disagree with what she's saying. But it's like, you know, you never know what's happened to these people. Yeah. You don't know the life they live. You don't know the circumstances. Everybody has yeah. a cross they're carrying. Yes. You know, everyone does. Yep. I don't care if they're celebrities. I don't care if yeah. they're super mega rich CEO or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, company billionaires, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody has this sack of shit they're carrying throughout their life. You know, you can call it a cross or whatever. (laughs) Um, There was uh, uh, Christina Babin. I didn't know who that was. Um, I didn't look further into it, but her parents raised her in Church of God. And she had a quote uh, describing the 
child abuse in Mm -hmm. these terms. It's in her words. A letter arrived from the Children of God leader, Moses David, encouraging adults to teach, oops, teach children how to have sex, claiming it was healthy and good. And so the sexual abuse began. I was violated in this way from age 12 too many times than I care to remember. But sex was encouraged with children who were far younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other notable former members, Yaqueen Phoenix we talked yep. about, journalist uh, Susan du- Dupuy. Dupuy. Or Dupuy. And Fleetwood Mac co-founder Jeremy Spencer was one of them. I didn't know if you knew of that. I did not. Yeah. Well, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 1993. A former member of the group. Uh, Ricky DePai appeared on Larry King Live and told the host that he'd been ordered by the group to rape a 10-year-old. DePai, like other ex-members of the group, later committed suicide. David Berg died in 94, and at the time of his death, he was under investigation from both Interpol and the FBI. His wife, Karen Zerby, inherited leadership, but the cult landed in the headlines again in 2005 after their son, Ricky Rodriguez, killed himself and another former member of the group. Rodriguez was well-known in the cult. His childhood had been recounted in a parenting manual spread over, uh, among the members. The New York Times, after reviewing pages of the book sent by former followers, reported that in it, quote, the toddler Ricky is described or else pictured as watching intercourse and orgies, fondling his nanny's breasts, and having his genitals fondled, end quote. Rodriguez left the cult in adulthood, and his wife told the Times that he wanted his mother, quote, prosecuted for child abuse, end quote. He also supported other women's accounts that Berg had sexually abused his own daughters and granddaughters. At the age of 29, Rodriguez invited one of his former nannies, a woman who appeared in the book documenting his alleged abuse, and stabbed her to death before killing himself. His wife gave reporters a video he recorded the night before the murder-suicide, quote, He said he saw himself as a vigilante avenging children like him and his sisters who had been subject to rapes and beatings, end quote, wrote the Times of the footage. A spokeswoman for the group recently told the BBC that although the Family International has apologized on a number of occasions to former members for any hurt, real or perceived, that they may have suffered during their time in our membership, we do not give credence to tales of institutionalized abuse. In 2004, the church again changed its name to the Family International. In the following, in the years following Berg's death, the group relaxed many of its demands of its followers in an apparent attempt to boost declining membership. Followers are now allowed to live in private homes and to work outside the cult. In 2009, the leadership announced that they no longer believed the apocalypse to be imminent uh, wasn't it supposed to happen in 93? The church still exists, and though its website says that the group underwent a reorganization in 2010 as an online community, it claims to have 1,700 members. I mean, in 1974, a New York attorney general labeled the Children of God a cult, mm-hmm. and its members were accused of sexual abuse, assault, incest, and other crimes then. Yeah. You just, you let it go on for years. You knew it was happening. You knew it was happening in 1974, and you just fucking sat back and did nothing? 
all you did was say, yeah, they're a cult. Well, so and, that's cool. And like I said, this this uh, document that I have from xfamily.org, EX, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like ex-wife, ex-husband, yeah. or whatever, xfamily.org has this uh, big judgment on them, and it lists all of this stuff. It's all letter extracts, you know, ni- 1973 rev- revolutionary sex. And yep. this is this is quotes from it. Children should be taught, as we try to teach ours, that your body is a beautiful creation of God. Children should be taught that their sexual parts are just as good as the rest of their bodies and that sexual activities, feelings, and pleasures are no more evil than eating or any other physical uh, functions or exercise. They should be taught that, you know, and that's over and over again. That's the third time should be taught was said in there that the evil results are only from their wrong, unlawful, or excessive use. Again, they should be made to understand that normal sex is no more sinful or less health uh, healthful than normal eating or drinking. A child's interest in the equivalent parts of the opposite sex is also perfectly normal and natural along uh, their innocent childish investigations of the same out of natural curiosity and should not be discouraged, uh, condemned, or punished. And uh, it says here, I have added the emphasis to uh, demonstrate early on the falsehood or taking a more charitable view of it. The naivety of the denials that the early awakening of childhood sexuality was not a matter encouraged by the literature. You know, they're trying to say, like, it's right there. And that's where your mind is so warped. Like, you don't know. He sent out, what were they calling them, journal entries? He would send out, it was like a pamphlet or whatever, and these were uh, his journal entries. And in this particular documentary, one of the daughters had lupus, and the only way she could actually function was to take her medication. And the church was giving her shit for taking her medication. Without her medication, she was in constant pain, and she was under the power of her lupus. Mm-hmm. So I think she was she was 16 or younger and she made the decision to stop taking her lupus medication and she died within 2 days. The next journal entry to come out is this guy talking about seeing this girl in heaven and having sex with her. And wrote explicit details. I mean, essentially, it was like a penthouse letter yeah. of his time with this dead teenager. Ugh. And, like, that went out to her family. Her family saw that. Yeah. And her sisters were like, this is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I think it was right around then when the mother was like, you know... We should probably leave this uh, religious organization. It's like, really? Really? Yeah. Your your daughters have already told you they've been molested. Mm-hmm. And her response was, well, I thought it was just that one guy. You had to have sex with multiple members of the group. Yeah. 
Why would you think for one second it would just be that one dude? No, and that's denial. It really is because like all of this stuff that I have here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 1973 was the rev- revolutionary sex context part I was talking about. They have a thing on child uh, child brides, April yeah. 4th, 1977. This, these are quotes of stuff going around through there. I hope all your kids have plenty of sex. Why did the Lord make you able to have children at the age of 11, 12, and 13 if you weren't supposed to have sex then? In India, they had child brides at seven years of age. They can get married at that age. Then they could do all the fucking they want without having to worry about any kids till they're 12 years old. You know, it, like I said earlier in the beginning of this, like I didn't realize how deep I was going to find information on this group. Um, there's excerpts of childhood sex. You know, I would people like explaining childhood to sex. clarify that and, for just a second. Yeah. It doesn't mean just because a child is menstruating does not mean they need to be pregnant and having a child. That simply means that their body is is growing and doing what it's supposed to do. It doesn't mean, hey, Let's pop a baby in this kid now that she's menstruating. It's fucking stupid. Oh, no, it's crazy. And there's stuff that goes through here in this uh, judgment from all the way up to 1986 and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, after it was the family and, and um, you know, it's questions, you know, you always wanted to ask. And it's about making it work, two boys to a girl. Yeah. Uh, you know. It shows uh, evidence of families trying to suppress a document stating that they were promoting promiscuity. You know what I mean? And that, I mean, you're in like eight shades of hell yeah. to begin with because now you're trying to suppress it. Yeah. And this is the cognitive dissonance, yeah. really. I mean, there's just, I get the whole cognitive dissonance part after living in the last few years and watching it. Yes. F- you know, in, in, real in real time. Yeah. But I get where... I've watched people make concessions to to keep the core belief they have. And so what you have is a group of people here that are hanging on to that core thing that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. It's gone. The only reason it exists is because you want it to exist. Yeah. And all this other stuff is the real thing. Yeah. You know, but in your head, you're thinking of that, you yeah. know, and it's just, no, There, there's really good intentions here. And it's like, you're fucking kids. Yeah. You're not just fucking kids. You're fucking your own kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just I like, where a, is the line? Yeah. You I know. have a report where a 14-year-old runaway spent nine days at the Children of God commune, and she testified that she was raped, and because of her refusal to cooperate with the elders, she was held in solitary confinement on no less than three separate occasions. That was nine days. <sighs> she was 14. It's, oh, yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, there's this whole, there was methods in there. Oh, this is more disturbing stuff I read. Um, and that's the problem. You just can't unsee this stuff after you read it. Um, where they had these, uh, discussions on shifting the responsibility of abuse to the minors, like the shift, you know, because people are aging in this group, you know, so they have to. You know, so now you're not just being the person who was abused. You're being the abuser. Abuser. Yeah. And, you know, this kind of and there was a methodology around it. Mm -hmm. Of course, they're not committing to it and all that. But this is all of these people. 
that left were saying the same thing, you know, and this is where you got to listen to people that, you know, say things that you're like, well, that's outlandish. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, maybe it is outlandish and crazy, Mm -hmm. but listen to them. Yeah. You know, and especially if you got a bunch of people and the moment you start putting people in jail, you know, and, and the moment you start suppressing people, you know, whether you're suppressing their speech mm-hmm. or resp- suppressing them physically, which in my opinion now in today's era, that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You suppress their speech yeah. is the same thing as locking them up in jail. Yeah. Um, there's no difference in that. And the sooner you figure that out, the better person you're going to be. And and the fact is, is you know, you can't just start suppressing person after person after person yeah. if they're all saying the same common thing. Yeah. You got to listen at least. Yeah, just you can't listen. just say they're all crazy when they're yeah. all saying the exact same the ex- fucking thing. The exact same thing, and and it's just uh, it's it's crazy to me. Um, there's just uh, heartbreaking. It, it really is, and and I just don't understand as a parent. Like, this is where I look, and like I realize I I'll sit there and say. Oh, you know, it wasn't easy for me growing up and, and all that stuff. In a lot of ways it was. And mm-hmm. there was a lot. Of, but, man, did my parents score straight A's on not doing this shit. Yeah. You know? I you mean, that's just like, I, I, you know, kids love to give their parents a lot of grief. Yeah. But it's also that saying, like, I try to say more every day, incorporate it in my life. Like, there's somebody out there who has it worse. Yes. There's somebody out there that has it worse. And then there's that person that I think that has it worse. Right. And that person, there's somebody that has it worse than that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking with, uh, I was talking with somebody at work or no, it was at church like a couple, couple of weeks ago. And we were just talking about how, um, I was talking about that documentary in Africa, the heart of Nuba, heart of Nuba. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. It's a, uh, it's a good story. Yeah, it's tough to watch, but it is. But I think it's I think it's, it's important. It's an important documentary that people need to watch. Yes. And that was that whole um, con. I hate to say conflict because it wasn't even really a conflict. It was basically a warlord. Yeah, he was trying going to through. Um, and I'm trying to remember the area, the Sudan. Yeah, it was a warlord that was just taken over the Sudan, and if you didn't fall in. You were erased. Yeah. Either through bombing or yeah. just driving by and killing people. And basically it's a story of uh this hospital uh that's in this area that's right in the conflict. And yeah. I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh and it's Heart of Nuba, uh N U B A. And it's very well filmed. It's very well documented. It is. And what it shows you is just there's there's people that have it yes. just terrible. You yes. know, they got a just a terrible run at things. But the amazing part was, and the and the amazing joy I found in that was, they were able to find happiness in that. They did, yeah. Man, that says a lot. Yeah, that says a ton. Yeah, you know. Um, and I think right now, and I say right now in this generation of time, mm-hmm. in first world countries. Everyone is spoiled. It's not just some people. Yeah. Uh, generations back, you know, say 30, 40, mm-hmm. 50, 100 years ago, there were some people that had it really good. There were some people that had it kind of good. 
and then there were some people that had it terrible. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm going to say it for what it is. I don't know how many people are going to tell me to fuck off, but I know working at a grocery store for a, a good chunk of time and seeing even people come in with benefit cards, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have it too bad, man. No. You don't have it too bad at all to have a system in place that's taking care of you. Yeah. Because there's people that have nothing to take care of them. They're yeah. on their own. Yeah. Against a warlord that has unlimited Their resources. destruction. Yeah. In, in and mind, I mean, that's and 100%. If, that's, yeah. That was his goal. Yeah. He wanted to annihilate that entire group of people. Yeah. Annihilate. Yes. And, I, and And I know there's a lot of people here saying, well, it's the same stuff. Bullshit. Yeah. You're not getting annihilated. Yeah. You're not getting killed. Yeah. You're not just getting no. clear cut out mm-hmm. of the population. Really, just yeah, no. He was calling an I, entire group yeah, of people I just out of his. Population. Don't want to hear it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's old. I, it really is. It's old, and it's disrespectful yes. to people like this that grew up in these cults, that had it terrible, absolutely terrible, and expect to carry it carry it on, which is just insane. So, fun fact. I love uh, fun facts. One of Berg's daughters, Deborah Davis. Yeah. Uh, she wrote an autobiography in 1984, and in regards to flirty fishing, mm-hmm. she called it a worldwide prostitution network. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really is. I yeah. mean, it just, uh, yeah, this was a weird journey going through it because, you know, I just, I knew a bit about it, but I didn't really sink my teeth in like this. And yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, all right, you know what, this is going to be that group that, uh you know, fizzled out after about like four, just right in a generation, yeah. it broke. Right. You yeah. know, and it's just, it started there. It broke there. And the kids were like, and, we are not doing this. Yeah. And you just got broken kids in it. Right. You know, yeah. I, I say just, I mean, that's, that's not respectful at all to them. But, but then like I started reading and it's like, wow, this went on. It's still a thing, you know, very small. I mean, I think, you know, the words out, uh, yeah. but yeah, it went strong for a good 10 years, 15 years. It went stronger than, than it I should thought. Have. Yeah. I thought. And then you start saying, oh, okay, well, they just passed each other around a sex and all that stuff. And, and you know, I'm like, okay, it's commune living. Hey, you can say what you want. That's what it is. Yeah. And then, and then the kids, that whole thing, it took that tone. Yeah. And of course, I mean, it's in the name children of God, I guess, but. I just, the stuff they were doing to kids was just unbelievable. So a former cult member, Michael Young, explained to The Guardian that the doctrine was meant to justify and conceal sexual exploitation. Quote, it's made to make other people feel obligated to give up their bodies to others, so-called sexual needs, that your body is not your own. You're supposed to give it up to God, he said. And that's why... Kids were expected to mm-hmm. participate. As a child, Young loved working with a sect as a missionary in Monterey, Mexico. He would often preach three or four days a week for 10 hours each time, both on the streets and door to door. Quote, I was spiritual in a way that was kind of very obsessive and very determined, he told the Guardian. After the cult began to implode when he was older, Young became disillusioned with the doctrine he was taught when younger. Quote, it definitely wasn't a safe place to grow up, especially if you were a girl, he said. Close friends of mine growing up were abused and raped. Yeah, I just, what gets me 
is throwing that down on kids because I hate to say it, but it's just true. The innocence of kids is yeah. their huge weakness. Yeah. You could convince a little kid to do anything. And the things that I watch people convince kids to do, it just makes me cry. It really does. Yeah. I, like you look at these gangs, these inner city gangs, and these kids have no good parental direction. And I'm not just even going to say good parental direction. I am going to say it. Get out of that freaking jungle. Yeah. Get out of that war zone. Why are you there? Mm-hmm. Start over somewhere else. Swallow your pride. You know, go somewhere and and that's where I believe in the system to hop on the system. Yeah. It's like get out, fight out of that. But you got these kids that are in their their young teens, tweens, eight, seven years old, and this is where like people got to understand with gangs and things like that. Like you've got to earn your stripes by, you know, either if you're really young, like stealing something, but now it's murder. Yeah. You've got to murder your way in you or gotta, you've got to be beaten in. Well, the reason you got to murder your way in is this. They have that on you now. Yeah. And, and you now are enslaved to them. Right. They look at it as, oh, you're a brotherhood. You're all this, but no, they know. You know, you got to go and do this. You know, you got to kill so and so. It's mm-hmm. either a specific, if it's a specific person, it's legit straight up blackmail. That's what it is. But if it's a random thing, it's just to bring you in because now you've done what we've all done. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, you're, and you're no better than anyone else. And it's in the this group. brotherhood yep. that, that goes in. It's not as much as you're no better, but just like you, it's a brotherhood type scenario. And I'm just, I'm sorry. This is kind of like cults. It's like, why do you, why do you have your kids in a scenario like that? Mm -hmm. Just go leave somewhere, you know, ask somebody to give you a ride or, you know, just however you got to do it. Just get the hell out of there. I don't, I don't understand it. And, and I didn't grow up in something like that, Mm -hmm. but I've been in areas like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a whole lot of money and I had to move into the shitty neighborhood before I got into a good one. Yeah. And I'm not going to say specifically where or what, but I've seen just some terrible fucking places Yeah, where I look and I say it every time. I can't believe this is in America. Yeah. I just can't believe it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that, you know, everybody can sit there and virtue signal their way. Right. You know, of what, they're against, quote mm-hmm. unquote. It's like, yeah, all right. But I you can, let this shit continue. I can hop on social media and put a little banner around my photo too. Yeah. And say, I don't accept this or that, blah, blah, blah. What the fuck does that do? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't do a damn thing. And these cities, these, uh, you know, especially the inner cities, these, these really, really gang run areas haven't changed. They've been the same for a long time. My question to you is change your leadership. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if you can't change your leadership, well, then you live in, you know, a third world in a first world, you know, move over to yeah. the other part of the first world. That's a first world, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you got to stop going from abusive place to abusive place. Yeah. The link is right there. Yeah. You know, and that's what I don't get about. Like, I just, I don't get how these parents could, put their kids up to do that. Well, River Phoenix in um, an interview he did with details magazine, he said he was four years old when he first had sex. Yeah. 
four. That's crazy. One, two, three, four. Yeah. I remember when he had his drug overdose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, oh, it was Halloween, mm-hmm. 1993. Yeah. And I was shocked because he was so young. But I was not shocked under the circumstances because he had been hitting drugs hard. Well, yeah. For a while. Yeah. And then you read shit like this and you're like, well, no fucking wonder. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the interesting part when we were growing up is like they didn't bring that stuff up. No. But also they were protecting people. Yeah. Then a bit, well, remember which the honestly, quarries? You know, people don't need to need, know this stuff. Right. You know, yeah. But. But I think what gets me about all this, you know, and I never take a chance to not bag on Hollywood, I guess. But but what gets me is, is Hollywood has all this type of messed up stuff going on. Oh, yeah. But what Hollywood has to realize is they are the only ones doing it. Yeah. They think it's rampant. They think it's everywhere. Everybody's doing it. They think that everybody's doing it. Everybody's got the casting couch. Yeah. No. 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 Sorry. No. Show me where the couch is in, uh, you know, the headquarters office building there. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, no, it, no, it's not there. Sorry. No. Nice wah, try. Wah. You know, yeah. but most of the people that work there either kissed ass in the verbal sense. Yeah. Not the physical not sense. Literally yeah, kissing not an ass. Literally kissing yeah. an ass, you know, uh, or you had people that worked their way up right, to a certain yeah. area. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you I just. earn your stripes. Yeah, I I just wish they would understand that they are the different world. Yeah, they're you know, they are, and complete. you can shout out and talk about how crazy it is, and you know what? I'll root for you. Yeah, you know, I'll even try to help. Yeah, but the fact is, is don't act like we're doing the same shit you are. Yeah, because we're not. Not even fucking close. No. 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 And it's not to say that this shit is just celebrities. No. Like children of God and no. stuff like that. No. But, but the fact of the matter is, I mean, there is stuff like this that goes around. Yes. And, and, and the problem is, is it is secret because they're their own group. This gets back to all the way in the beginning, what we were talking about, where detach from family, detach mm-hmm. from your group, detach from everything. So now you're just like Joe or, or Sarah that goes to work. Oh, what, what are they into? Oh, I don't know. They're just basic stuff, but they keep to themselves, you know. And they might have this whole type of life going on. You never know. Yeah. Um, and that's where, yeah, we've said it over and over again with every single cult. If you're required to detach. Yeah. Or your belief structure requires you to detach. Yeah. That's a problem. You got to take a step back. Yeah. You're I'm in not, a cult. Yeah. You got to take a step back and, and think about what is happening in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Um, you know, I I really feel sorry for people that get into this, but I feel terrible for the kids. Yeah. Because the kids don't They're have a choice. They're innocent victims. They didn't have a say. They they don't have a choice. And then the problem is, is like, yeah, these groups live for that generation, two generations in, yeah. where that's all they know. They don't know Any anything different. else. Talking to you, Scientology. You know, well, yeah. I, you, that's how you keep, that's how you keep them falling in. They yeah. literally don't have any resources. They have nowhere to go, no one to talk to. No. They have no work history, no. no identity, if you will, no education. 
how you how are you going to survive in in the real world? And that's how they present it to you. Yeah. Scientology's taking care of you. We're taking care of all of this. Yeah. Well, no, and here's the here's where it really comes to work for them is they say we're taking care of you. You just don't even know it. And then say they break out. They don't have any life skills like your you, you know, no mm-hmm. no resume, no nothing, mm-hmm. but also coping skills. Yeah. No coping skills at all. Mm-hmm. And 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 now they got to go back because that's what well it's the only thing that feels right. That's what happened with Marty Rathbun. Yeah. He was one of the most vocal. Yeah. He was the one that started it. I mean, you think about it. But I can but say with whole... certainty, because we watched the, it was the My Scientology movie where Marty was part of it and yeah. he was recreating what was happening for yeah. people. And he was very, he was maniacal about it. Yeah. But at one point, Scientologists come up to him and he and his wife were in the process of adopting a child. And they just made an offhand reference about that mm-hmm. and you could see Marty's face. You could see that he was rattled because he realized that they were willing to go after his family. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't terribly long after that that he was back in the fold. Yeah. No, and that's that's another group you know, that's yep. why we're breaking Scientology out yeah. in twenty twenty three because you wouldn't know shit about Scientology if it wasn't for Marty Rathburn. Yeah, Marty Rathburn. He was the and, one. Yeah, he was. He was the first one. Who, yeah. He was the most vocal. No, he was the one. It was mm-hmm. and it was going clear on HBO that started it. Yeah, that wasn't just Marty Rathburn. That was another guy. I'm but, saying, yeah. oh, you go ahead, talk to, <laughs> reach out to Render and all them, and yeah. it's Marty Rathburn that started all of it. And look who's back in. Yeah. And and they don't hear from him. They don't hear boo about him. You know, nothing. You know, it's uh, it's sad. It really is. It's sad because they don't have the skills to exist, the coping skills. No. And, you know, I think that's a large reason why a lot of people, I'll say it for what it is, that go back to college. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to exist outside. Yeah. And so they love to go you know, and they cloud it with the whole thing. And I'm not saying you're not doing it for reasons to further yourself and be mm-hmm. more knowledgeable, mm-hmm. but it's like, you can do that anywhere. You can yeah. read these books yourself. You yes. can go on YouTube and you can, and have life you can take courses. Yeah. Um, you know, you can do this on your own. You don't have to funnel mm-hmm. six figures to an institution to do it. But you got to ask yourself if you keep going back, are you going back for the knowledge or the institution? Yeah. It's just like prison, you know. You go, yeah. you go into prison, you come out a better criminal. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that you can't exist in life because you weren't taught life skills. You're right. only taught yeah. to be a better criminal. Yeah. And so you try to be a better criminal, not get caught. Yeah. And you get caught. You get thrown back to prison. Yep. <clears throat> and. Lather, I mean, rinse, repeat. I think there was a real poetic way it was done. I know everybody's seen this movie till they're dead in the face, but the um, the title just evaporated from my Can't head. Can't help you. Morgan Freeman and uh, Tim Robbins. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. There's the old guy that was like 
part of the, you know, he, had, he fed the birds mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I really liked how they portrayed that character when he finally got out. And, you know, he's like 75, mm-hmm. 70 years old. He's been in prison since he was like 18. Mm-hmm. You know, 50 years of his 70-year life, he's been in prison. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's working at um, a grocery store. And they're just doing, you know, he's narrating yeah. his existence out. And, you know, there's automobiles because there wasn't automobiles when he was a kid. And just how much the world has changed and it's gotten in a big hurry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was asking permission to go and do everything. And the guy's like, look, you don't have to ask me to go to the bathroom. Just go to the bathroom. And they're just like, yeah, it's this structured life that I've been stuck in. And I don't know how to exist in anything else. Right. And. And I often wonder, you know, like you start doing these, we start doing these episodes and these are the things I've seen in two years, like doing this. And this is the last full one we're going to do. You know, we've had two years worth of episodes here, 103, 104. Mm -hmm. And you see these little parallel lines. Yeah. You know, why does somebody go back to a cult after they left? Mm -hmm. Why does somebody want to go back to prison or not afraid to go back to prison or, or just, is indifferent either way. Mm-hmm. Why do people just be lifelong students? Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, some of them, yeah, maybe you are on a quest for knowledge, but is it also that you can't exist outside of college? Right. Yeah. You know, or a university. Mm-hmm. That's the only place you flourish in mm-hmm. or can flourish. Mm-hmm. It's not just flourish. I, you know, if you've got a set of skills and it works great for you in a certain setting, but like being a teacher, you should be a great teacher anywhere mm-hmm. in your life, everywhere. And there are, there are a lot of great teachers, but from a student perspective, especially now in the information era yeah. where you can get your hands on any kind of information possible. And I do understand some people need the proctored setting, yeah, you know, and all that stuff. Fine. But I just, I don't know. I, I'm different in that way. Yeah. You hand me a book, I all right, I'm going to learn as much as I can off this book. Very mm-hmm. self-starting. Yes. I don't need a lot of structure. I don't need any structure. Yeah. But but I do I do realize some other people get it and that's where I look and say that's the person that's susceptible to these type of things because well, they need the structure. They do. And if you have no structure, you'll be desperate. And like I said, never underestimate the need for someone to be in a group. Yeah. If you have no structure, then you're just going to crave any kind of structure. Yeah. It's like the one that needs to be in a relationship with someone because they can't stand a day by themselves. Right. So now you're desperate to find somebody, which means your standards just drop from immensely a a great person, ideal person, because you can't be with yourself because you can't be in a room by yourself for Mm -hmm. a week. Mm -hmm. You know, I submit that if that's a problem for you, all the more reason to be by yourself. You need yeah. to be able to stand yourself. You need to be able to be alone, mostly because you need to be able to function independently. You should not have to depend on anyone else for your existence. You should be able to to do it yeah. Alone. And 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 think about the demands you're asking for that other person. Yes. You're asking them to do all of this stuff for you. Yes. 
they're living the same life you are. Yeah. It's the same challenges. They got to yep. wake up out of bed and feel like shit and not yeah, want to go. Yeah, now they things. have to not only take care of themselves. Yeah. Now they got to take care of now you. Now they got to take care of you. Yeah. You know, now granted, if you've got a disorder or you've got like a really, really big problem, it's different. You know, I mean, right. and, and there's but, people that have I medical mean, things and things like that. And you've got to literally be a caretaker for someone. But if you're sitting there slapping your jaw saying, well, I'm just a regular person, blah, blah, blah. But I've got this list of shit I just don't do. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, why don't you do that? You know? Yeah. And if you think you're above that, well, then how low you got to be to think somebody's got to come in and do shit that you think you're above. Yeah. That's beneath you. That's beneath you. Yeah. So that automatically creates this dynamic that that person's beneath you. Yeah. Because they're doing shit that you wouldn't even touch. You know, I, it's a slippery slope with stuff. And that's where, again, the no structure thing and looking for structure and you become desperate for it. Mm -hmm. And that's where in the beginning of the year, I didn't understand how people got into cults. And after doing 12 months, I completely understand why they do it. Yep. So much to where now, do you find this after we've been doing it for a year now? Mm -hmm. um, when you meet someone, do you sit there and go, wow, that person's cult material? It's not that blatant. No? No. But, like, there are, there are people that I have known and people I know where I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see how they would drink the Kool-Aid or ha, the flavor age guys. <laughs> I can see how it can happen. Yeah. Um, some only have like bits and pieces, but you can see how those bits and pieces can lead them yeah. in that direction. Yeah. Um, it, I'm not going to say it's as prevalent as everyone I'm talking to. I'm like, <laughs> you're cult fodder, but there are certain people that when I see them, my heart just kind of breaks a little because I'm like, oh, you just have victim written all over you because you're you're just susceptible to the cult, to the abusive relationship, yeah. to the insert drugs. Like you can just see the person that's that's they're a beacon. No, they so, literally are. So to these predators. It's it's like the lame gazelle in the Yeah. On a safari and you're like, Oh oh, sweetie. Things are not No and and that's things are not gonna be good for you. That's where like I, I really like since we've been doing this for mm -hmm. a whole year, mm -hmm. I now look and it, it's not like they pop up everywhere, but just yeah. I'll have a discussion with someone and you know yep. We'll just start talking. Yep. And then I just look in my mind and I'm like, wow, you are, you are susceptible. You're exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Like if mm -hmm. I was headhunting mm -hmm. for a cult, yeah. this is, yeah. I would be all over yeah. you. You're the you know? lame yeah. gazelle in the group. Yep. And that's what makes me sick to my stomach is what I'm, what I've been trying to figure out this whole year is how does someone think that's helping for a greater good? You know, I mean, like, like where, where does that go? How does the chemistry work? Yeah. How does the, how does the justification of going out? Like, like Jehovah's witness, for example, I read something. It, it was something I missed bringing up in our Jehovah's witness episode, but Prince, yeah. the artist formerly known as Prince or 
Prince, Prince. whatever they're, you know. Um, he he was Jehovah's Witness. Yes, he was. You know, and uh, and I'm a huge Prince fan. Mm-hmm. You know, um, definitely a centric person. And mm-hmm. weird. But they were saying that he was actually going. He would go door to door at times. Which yeah. I had to think about that. Like, what if I'm sitting there hanging out in like freaking Minnesota or just anywhere? Yeah. And like, there's a knock on the door. I open it up, and it's like little tiny Prince. Fun fact. You know, with uh, the with the lifts, you know, hey, you know, the deep voice and when, just, uh, you know, have you ever heard of the light of God? You know, and just like the whole, and I, I sat there and I was like, you know, I would break my rule. I'd bring him in. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know, because it's I bring, Prince. I you know. bring the, the you know. Church of Latter-day Saints. I bring them in. I bring the Jehovah's in. I'll, I'll talk to you. You don't bring him in the house now. I don't bring him in the house I'd, now. I'd kill you. Yeah. But the fact is, is. Like if it was Prince, like that's I'm just looking 100%. like holy cow, and I'd be like, look, I'll listen to an hour, two hours, three hours of I'll your, spiel. To your whole spiel. I'll take all your literature, but can we talk music after this? <laughs> yeah, can can we just talk music for just you know, a touch? Yeah, yeah. I just oh man, yeah. It was just amazing though to think you know. So now you look at that, and you got to ask yourself. We went through Jehovah's Witness and we were talking mm-hmm. about all the things they were doing, mm-hmm. you know, but then you wonder how far an exposure someone has in that mm-hmm. in certain areas. And that's where they think they're doing the right thing. And then there comes that cognitive dissonance thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and he was huge with the Bible. I remember um, it was some sort of somebody was speaking. Um, I think it was the Jane Simon Bob dude. And, uh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. And he did uh, like a little movie. He was supposed to do some documentary thing. And like he lifted up a Bible and he was just like, who believes in this? Mm-hmm. And like half the room believed in it. And the other half didn't. He's like, all right. It's like, you guys are going to heaven. You guys are going to hell. Yeah. You know, just very black and white. Yep. Psh, psh, you know. And, um, and it's just amazing. It was part of his faith that was part of his problem with his pain management. Yeah. I, you know, again, that's the thing where you can't judge somebody because mm-hmm. I, I don't, I can't even begin to think of what kind of life that guy had. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, again, everybody has a bag of shit they carry. Well, the you dancing know. around in the heels for decades. Well, yeah, that didn't help. It killed it, yeah. his problem was uh, his, his hips. Yeah. I think he needed a double hip replacement. Yeah. Or he had a double hip replacement and it still wasn't enough. Yeah. But you also get the point of like, well, you can just stop. You got money. You got everything. Yeah. You got a house that's wired for sound. Mm-hmm. Like I heard. Drove like, past his house actually. You know. When I was in Minnesota. Yeah. Doris took me past Paisley Park. Yeah. That whole house is wired for sound. Yep. So like he yeah. could sit there. We stopped. We yeah. stopped and we're looking and I'm like. That's amazing. Yeah. Like he's he was he wasn't far yeah. from her house. Yeah. Like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like Should have came over for pancakes. He's he's that close. Like yeah. it's conceivable if you were in yeah. a yeah. bar or something that yeah. yeah. he could be there. No, his or a restaurant. His whole house was wired for yeah. sound, so like he could just do like verses over yep. and over again or whatever. So he has a melody his in his head yep. while he's taking a dump, you know? And, uh, yeah, I could see where 
again, I say it, never underestimate the point of being in a group. Mm -hmm. Like that being on that stage is like a a drug. Yeah. You know, and it's it's that endorphin bit. And obviously creating albums and recording and doing all that stuff wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Michael Jackson doing the last tour of that. Do you remember the meme when Prince passed away where it was? Sorry, terrorists. There's no virgins left. (laughs) I did see that. Yeah. (laughs) Like when you get to heaven, you've got your 40 virgins. And he's just sitting there and he's got the come hither look on his face. And he's like, sorry, terrorists. (laughs) There's no virgins. Yeah. That's, uh, I remember that. That was funny. Ah. Yeah, so that's children of God as much as we can oh, uh, as God. much as we can do. I, uh, it's uh it's been an amazing year looking back in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Um we've covered a lot of yeah, dark shit, guys. Yeah, I mean. this 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 one got uh this one got pretty No, dark. it's not even that. Like this whole year, I mean, that first year between the demons, the demonology, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the Blood Countess, Vlad Dracul, mm-hmm. the yeah. Velisca Axe Murder House. Like, yeah. we we covered some dark shit. And then I was like, well, you know, we've probably covered most of the, the dark stuff. No. 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 And then even the list we're looking at for, for next year, it's uh, it's darker and darker. Oh, uh, Yeah. No shortage of occults. I, I, I looked into that. That's, uh, you know. Yeah. I think uh, I, I was thinking about it uh, this morning, just kind of get my smoothie ready and stuff like that. And I was like, God, I was like, what was what was like the lightest cult we did? Or, the, you know, like for me, the most surprising cult. And the, I my answer to that one is the way down. That yeah. was the most surprising Losing cult. Losing weight for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I realized when we were doing this, because, of course, that was back in, like, April when we did the way down. And we were, you know, it was like our fourth cult. And uh, and I remember doing that one and saying to myself, if the listeners are into this, there is no shortage of cults. Because we did a weight loss for Jesus cult. The, and the eye-opener for me. Yeah. That cults are literally everywhere yeah was first the doc on LuLaRoe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it was that Facebook group for oh Boo, the dirt the, the dirt, dirt yeah the black oxygen organic. yeah oh my god yeah yeah and I was like oh my god like you want to talk about a cult yeah zealous yeah. zealous these people were and the cognitive dissonance there was yes. incredible yeah. yes yeah i shared i know it's a word that keeps coming up but i hate to say it it's like the moment you see cognitive dissonance you're dealing with cult behavior yes it's 100 percent. it's yeah textbook transparent yeah. and the you fact know. that you couldn't all you could do was it it had to be love bombs you had to love this stuff you had yeah. to talk about how great this Which was, was lula road too right all of them yeah all of them are love bombs uh and it's <sighs> i <laughs> i was like you do realize everything you're saying 
is wrong. Like the entity in Canada that's supposed to be so difficult yeah. in order to get your approval. Well, they're they're revoking your approval because you're lying. Yeah. yeah. You're doing the complete opposite of what they agreed you could do with your product. Yeah. And they cut me. And my sister and uh, another woman were still in the group. And I'm like, I can't, I can't believe this. And, and, and I was like, it literally just got recalled. Like they're, they're under investigation right now. And then they, shocker, they went bankrupt. Yeah. Because their shit didn't work. And, and I know there are still people who 100% believe yeah. that the worms they were shitting out were worms that were in their system and not worms that were in the dirt they were they were eating and drinking. <laughs> I'll never forget the day I came home from work and you were like, you won't believe it. And I was like, what? They're, they kicked me out of the group. And I was like, <laughs> duh. Like, you're only as right as the room you're in. Yeah. Like, you're wrong. <laughs> Well, I posted the article from Canada and yeah. I was like, are we not going to talk about this? No, it doesn't matter. Is there no reference to this? It doesn't matter. So the girl who actually was hosting said party and was trying to get us into the, like she, it was an MLM thing. So if you purchased, it yeah. would have benefited her. I sent her the link and I'm like, um are you aware of this? And she's like, oh, yeah, but that was about they they seized all the merchandising because the packaging was wrong. And I'm like, no, this literally just happened. Yeah. I'm like, please read this. And she's like, oh, I, I didn't know about this. And I'm like, yeah, no shit, because <laughs> you're no, this not is, allowed to read anything negative. This is the tough part of these kind of group led things once something's really gone wrong, you know, and, and again, like you, the easiest place to see it right now is the political spectrum. Yes. And, and you know what? You don't even have to pick a party. No. I mean, just look at both of them mm -hmm. in America. I mean, you yeah. got a two party system. That's it. I don't care what people say. Yeah. And it's always going to be a two party system. Yep. I laugh when people, I remember working with somebody and they're like, we need an independent person in there. I'm like, it's not going to work. Nope, never it's does. It's not going to work. And they're like, well, no, you just get enough people. I said, no. I said, I, I'm I'm not setting up a specific party. I could flip a coin and the story would work yep. for each one. But so I'll just say a party. Say you get now you got a, a third party coming in. Independent, we'll call it. And then you got the D's and R's. Yeah. And and now what happens is, is say you go in on a third vote, say it's like a three-way tie. Yeah. Now what happens is, is the existing house that represents all of the states has to vote because you're the a person you elect for your state represents you. Yeah. So the person that's in there, they got to pick yeah. that person. They're going to pick their party. Right. Every yeah. single time. Yeah. So even if you were to get it competitive, yeah. it just, it, it, what it would take to work is have one person go in there and dominate both parties. Yeah. Now you're dealing with a ton of money. It's just not going to work. No. And, and, uh, unfortunately that's, that's the way it goes. But 
That's where I say, look at political parties. Look mm-hmm. at the two yeah. in America. And you have groups that are, you know, you've got the Kool-Aid drinkers, the flavor mm-hmm. aids. They're in. Yeah. And no matter. Both sides. No matter. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're yep. just the flavor aid drinkers. And no matter what you show as legitimate proof that their party's a part of. Yep. Or that they're laundering money. Yeah. Or that they're uh, receiving matter. black Insert money. whatever. You know, well, at least it's not as bad as the other group. That's the first thing you're going to hear. Yep. Yep. It's like, no, it's wrong. Yeah. I don't care what the other group's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? If they're doing it, they're, they're wrong, wrong too. Because <laughs> guess what? It's wrong. And that's what we need to get back to here. Yeah. I, you know, I wanted to end the year on like a note on that. Like, you know, like that's what we need to get to is that. Wrong is two, wrong. Wrong is wrong, folks. Yeah. Period. With these cults. Yeah. There isn't one cult that's worse than the other one or better than the other. No. They're all, all shit. bad. They're yeah. all shit. They're Every all single wrong. one of them. <laughs> yeah. And though their hearts might have been in the, in the right, right place, place yeah. at the end of the day, they did shit that was just wrong, terrible. Yeah. And they need to be called out on it. Mm-hmm. That's what we did this year. Yeah. We called you out. Called you on your bullshit. And we're going to keep calling you out next year. Yeah. And that's where I would love for someone that's still listening <laughs> to basically, yeah, if you hear something of a political party in this country... And you hear that, well, at least it's not as bad as the other group. No, it's still wrong. Yeah. Wrong is wrong. Start charging for good. I don't care what party you're in. Yeah. Charge for good. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if you're sitting and saying, uh, you know, you're listening to this episode and you're hearing the Church of God pushing sexuality on young kids, it's terrible. Yeah. But yet, say somewhere else in a group you're with and they're doing that, it's okay, it's different. No, it's no, not. It's not. It's it's terrible. Yeah. It's a terrible thing. It's called pedophilia. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to register as a sex offender. Yeah. I, I just, you know, yeah, I don't I don't get it. You know, just right is right, bad is bad. Yeah. And stick to that. Mm-hmm. And and all these uh these leaders, I mean, it is a corrupt system, the political system. It really is. Yeah. I had someone very close to the state show me it. Literally on yeah. pen and paper. Yeah. You could take the cleanest person in the world and if they win, they're compromised. Yep. Because it took money to get them in there. Yep. And and that's something that people have to really Yeah, they don't just give you money without yeah. expectations. Yeah. So you purists gotta you gotta loosen your belt a little bit. Yeah. Because it's just it's the environment. Yeah. But yeah, with that being said, thanks so much for uh sticking with us another year. Uh the Numbers that have doubled the new members, uh, we hope you stay because yep. uh, we're just going to continue trucking we and are. doing the same thing. We're taking the next couple of weeks off, uh, mostly primarily reasons set up for next uh, year, but also uh, the service providers, the the hosting companies, mm-hmm. they take time off too. Yeah. Uh, so, and I get it. It's the holidays. Yeah. They need to be with their families and, and, uh, and celebrate the holidays and how they see fit. Uh, but I just don't want to commit we don't want to commit to you saying, oh, there's going to be an episode on Monday. Yeah. And for whatever reason, say there's an issue and we can't get a hold of support. And so we're going to throw some stocking stuffers out there. We're looking at possibly two, uh, yep. just two little shorts. We're going to run in here, record, mm-hmm. boom, bang, gone. And uh, when it releases, it releases. Yep. Uh, but till then, uh, have a lovely holiday. Sir. Yeah. We have tenants. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, 
I got in wrap up mode because I saw the time. I was you like, did. holy shit. Yeah. And then I realized it's snowing. I got to deal with the snow. Yeah. So, number one. No Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. <laughs> and don't diddle children. No. Six. No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in this world. Seven. Don't let the black-eyed children in. Don't let them in your car. Don't let them use your phone. Don't look at them. Don't do it. Don't do it. Last but not least. Just listen. Yep. So from creative director Dean Winchester, Jen and Frank, we hope and you- And HR. And HR. <laughs> Mystique. We hope uh, you have a lovely uh, December- Yes. And uh, we um, enjoy your holidays. Your holidays. We hope you Get have together a, with your loved ones. Yeah. yeah. Eat the cookies. Yeah. And talk uh, talk about things you love. And if you don't like eggnog, you've probably not had a good one. Yeah, it's true. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah. We don't get paid for this. It's not we a don't. thing, but uh, I would try Ronnie Brook. Yes. That's uh, start, yes. start there. Start there. And see if we can find one. That Alton Brown that. also has a very good. Um, eggnog recipe. Yeah, it's not Ronnie Brook. No, but if not everybody can own. get yeah. Ronnie Brook. Okay, okay. All right. Well, yeah, have a lovely year. We'll see you next year with a whole new stretch. Yup. If you have any ideas that uh, or, or topics you'd love us to do. Suggestions. Email us at oth at seriouslydecent.com. We've received some, and thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And they will uh, be put in circulation in circulation through the year so have a lovely day a wonderful week and make good choices take care